Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. And we do welcome everybody today. It is the 16th day of April 2013 at Aetherius Radio Live, which is presented live on the third Tuesday of every month, is hosted by two absolutely fascinating people, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Without any further ado, I give you the host of Aetherius Radio Live. Hello, Hello Annette. Hello, Richard. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How is How are you in England there? Well, good. We, we, we're um, Actually, what we're doing at the moment, this very moment, is responding to the terrible earthquake in Iran. And yeah. uh, we, we, we know we're engaged in um, sending out energy. And I was going to suggest, Chris, it might be the best possible way to start our Aetherius Radio Live today. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Um, let's do the, it. I mean. Exactly. Because the thing with the 12 blessings, which uh, we're trying to stress, on these programs is that it's not just a teaching if that wasn't enough it's one of the greatest teachings we've ever been given in history but it's also a practice and you know using the 12 blessings you can send power out to the world and use it also for specific situations like for example we had a big 12 blessings series of 12 blessing services over here in the UK and I think possibly in America too Chrissy uh, for the North Korean situation and although you know, it's very dangerous still. The big worry was that America and uh, Canada, uh, and, sorry, Canada, America and China wouldn't come yeah. together, and it looks like they are coming together. So that in itself is, is a wonderful thing, I think. Absolutely, and this is what the world really needs now. We look around and we see chaos everywhere. I mean, from the Boston bombings yesterday yes. to the earthquake in Iran today, and everywhere you mm-hmm. look... Um, I think there have been bombings in Iraq. There's uh, problems in, big problems in Somalia, uh, Annette and Annette were talking about. Mm-hmm. So you think, what can I do? But we need to put love into the world because if there's love, there's harmony. Chaos can't exist, and it's really kind of as simple as that, isn't it? But it's it a lot is, to do with yes. It is. I mean, it I is mean, actually true, you know, that all you need is love. If it's real love, if it's proper love energy then that is the solution to all the world's problems, if enough of it is sent out. And there isn't a finer way that I know of, bar none, uh, to send this out in this day and age than the 12 blessings. Yeah, so no one need ever say again, what can I do? I'm only one person. They can get this book and they can not only change their own lives, but change the lives of hundreds of thousands, possibly, of people around the world. We just never know what, what it's going to do, but we do know it's going to bring light into the world. That's so true. I mean, you might be performing the 12 blessings at home, in your garden, in your home, or on a walk, or on a mountain, or some nice spot in the country, or indeed right in the heart of a city, and you won't know exactly what good you've done, but you might have saved some lives. You might have been the absolute pivotal person to send love energy out at that moment that was really needed. And the wonderful thing about the Master Jesus who delivered the 12 blessings, among other things, is that he was an absolute master of love. He knew love. He manifested love. I think when we think of him, we think of love, and rightly so. And so he's, he has devised this system himself and delivered it through Dr. George King in such a way that we will tap into that universal force of love energy if we just perform it with our heart and soul and our concentration. It really will make a difference. I know. I think that's a really good point, Richard, because obviously all prayer works, and I'm sure the listeners have their own favorite prayers, but... Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody could have better prayers devised by the cosmic avatar of love himself, as you say, uh, in such a way that they will be of the ultimate benefit. They will bring more love into the world than any other system possibly could. Yes, it's interesting time. because I, I gave a lecture recently on this here in London, and we had a great turnout and a fantastic response from people, not just in coming, but in, in wanting to use the 12 blessings after coming. And I, I, was, I thought I'd turn back, you know, to the Sermon on the Mount, because mm. this is an extension of the Sermon on the Mount. It's, a, it's actually a massive extension of the Sermon on the Mount. And so I had a look in the Bible at this again, and, and indeed there are some wonderful statements in there. But there's also some very poor statements in there, some wrong statements in there even, I would say. And that, of course, is because it's been through so many translations. The truth is we don't mm. have 
the Sermon on the Mount that was delivered 2,000 years ago. Um, we've had to rely on memories. I think it was written down something like 65 years after it was delivered for the first time. Can you imagine relying on people's memories of a speech? You know, you, uh, look how there's misreporting on political speeches like three days later. And this has been relied on word of mouth, then translated through several languages, uh, and so on. And ne never mind the interference that came in from some of the church elders in the early centuries of Christianity. And you've ended up with something. It's, it's amazing. There are still some wonderful sentiments in there. But it's not a pure teaching like the Twelve Blessings. And, and even, you know, a great thing like the Bhagavad Gita, the Dharmapada of Buddhism and, and the Tao Te Ching and so on, these have all relied on centuries of tradition. The, the ancient Hindu scripts, which are very hard to better in some ways, you know, the, the Upanishads and the Vimanas and so on, they, they have all relied on word of mouth and translation. And people's opinions can so easily creep in. You know, I have a colleague here, Mark Bennett, who's an expert on languages, and of course he knows just what a difference it can make who is doing a translation, unless you're very, very careful to stick absolutely to the core of what really was said. If you have an agenda, it's liable to creep in, even if you don't intend it to. And here we have in the Twelve Blessings something delivered in its purest form through Dr. King, the actual voice recorded and taken down verbatim, and we have the, you can actually hear the voice. You can get these wonderful um, CDs of the transmissions as they were delivered, and you'll hear it. And you'll not only get the words, but the sound, the vibration, the energy of the Master Jesus himself. Yeah, and you made a very good point um, last time, Richard, and you said that a couple of, I think one, at least one person that you've spoken to, perhaps more in the past, have said that when they first heard the Master Jesus deliver the Twelve Blessings, and they didn't know, this particular person or people didn't know who it was, but they did mm -hmm. know. And I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. I actually quoted They recognized it. it. I've, I've actually they, heard it myself. That, you know, that's the Master Jesus, or that's Jesus Christ, or however she put it. Um, and she hadn't been told. Yeah, that's... Because you do, you feel that love. That it's just no mm -hmm. doubt. And if you do, if you happen to live near a headquarters or a branch or a group of the society around the world, then please do join us on our at our Sunday services. We play one of these mm -hmm. blessings. And Indeed, we do. And the thing is, with the Master Jesus, I think we have, and he's loved in many traditions, not just in the Christian tradition. He's honoured in many religious traditions. Uh, as a great being, a great avatar, a great being of light, not, of course, generally by as the one and only Son of God, which uh, we believe he never even claimed to be anyway, but as a great being, because I think instinctively people just know that here you have spirituality in its purest essence, in the form of a persona, if you like, if I can use the term, sort of a personality that is just so beautiful and so wonderful and here in the Twelve Blessings, you have his teachings that he wishes us to use in this day and age, and you can use them. Absolutely. And somebody asked me the other day uh, during a class on the Twelve Blessings, why were they given at this time? And it was a very good question. Mm -hmm. Why has the yes. Master Jesus come again? Of course, he says in the Twelve Blessings that he has never left us, which is a wonderful no. statement. But I think you just have to look at the world now to know why the Twelve Blessings were given now. And, uh, exactly. of course, they were given sooner than intended in the cosmic plan, and there is a plan for the peace and enlightenment for this world uh, because yes. of the world. But now is the time. Now is the time of the 12 blessings. That's right. And, of so, course, it's a very interesting question there that you were asked, Chrissy, because not only are these teachings purer in their delivery, and, and we can actually bank on them being accurate, accurate to the wishes of the Master Jesus because I'd like to stress this that Dr. King was a pluperfect medium. Now, there are many mediums and there are some wonderful people in history and mediumship to me is an absolutely fascinating subject I've done and I shouldn't really talk about this in the same breath because it's so much more lowly but I've done a form of channeling myself as you know Chrissy for many years and you know this is something which is very as far as I'm concerned extremely difficult to do but Dr. King takes it onto a very high very high level that an ordinary medium, uh, people of my caliber and so on, couldn't possibly reach. 
And he does this not only in tuning in to the vibration of such an elevated communicator as the Master Jesus, but in the accuracy too. Because he was a master of yoga, because he could enter samadhi, and he did it not for his own bliss and his own peace and his own almost spiritual pleasure, you might say, but he did it in order to serve, to bring through these transmissions. They are very, very, very accurate, so you can really bank on them. But then the other dimension, which your questioner raised there, is why now? What's the difference now? And of course, there's a whole range, a whole raft of teachings uh, which can be delivered now, which couldn't be given before now. And they're still, as you rightly say, well ahead of their time. And so the 12 blessings isn't just more accurate. It also goes much further anyway than any of these ancient Bibles and systems. Yes, we just wouldn't have been ready for the cosmic concept. I mean, now we have the wonderful uh, pictures from Hubble and the tele other telescopes that uh, have opened up the cosmos to us. And we, uh, we have much more of a, a consciousness in that direction, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas a thousand years ago, this was, would have been very, very different. Mm -hmm. Well, having sort of talked, and we could have fused, couldn't we, Chrissy, about the 12 blessings yes. for the whole hour and how wonderful it is. But why don't we do that then and, and, and practice? I would suggest perhaps we just practice the first blessing on this occasion. And then perhaps you'd kindly do a prayer for the Iranian earthquake victims for humanitarian aid and help and relief. Oh, absolutely. And, I'd love to. That's a great idea. Oh, wonderful. Now, those who are listening who aren't, uh, you know, in some situation like driving a car or something like that, who are able to join in with this, um, please do so. I mean, uh, you might be hearing this as a podcast sometime later. There might by then be another situation heavily in the news. But you can apply the principles of this to that situation too but if you're listening now and you're listening in the next few days when aid and relief is likely to be absolutely crucial we we don't really have a, if you haven't heard about this by the way it only happened a few hours ago and as yet we don't know how severe it is i mean it could be anything uh, we know it's a very severe earthquake the, the worst i think for something approaching 50 years certainly over 40 years uh, but we don't know quite how bad it is in terms of, of human casualties. People are estimating anything from dozens all the way through to up to a thousand. It could be anything. And there certainly are going to be people in terrible distress at this very moment. So what we'll ask you to do, please, if you'd like to join in, and I, I'm sure if you're regular listeners to, to Chris's pr live prayer aid, that everyone will know what to do, won't they, Chrissy? Yes, absolutely. But uh, please... Feel free to go ahead. Well, go ahead anyway. So, could you prepare yourself, if you haven't done this before, we, we, we recommend you to remove bracelets, rings, watches, because this impedes the flow of natural spiritual energy through the palms of the hands. We want it to come down through the head, down through the neck, down through the arms, and out through the palms of the hands, out to the world. So we don't want to be clasping our hands together. On the contrary, we want to have them raised and pointing in front of us as we radiate the energy outwards. The other center from which this energy flows is the heart center, which is a psychic center or chakra situated in few inches in front of the physical body, in the center, not on the left, opposite the point where the breastbones meet. Uh, so if you could please now just sit quietly, close the eyes, as I say, as long as it's safe to do so, Visualize now white light coming down from above the head, down through the head and through the neck and through the shoulders and down through the arms and out through the palms of the hands which are raised now or should be raised in front of you and also out through the heart center. Just do this for a few moments. Allow, don't force, but allow this wonderful power of Almighty God, of Brahma, it's pure white light to flow through you. Good. Now, once you feel that flow, just as a balancing practice, visualize the violet flame. Now, this is the flame we've spoken about before, connected to the Mother Earth beneath our feet. comes from the Mother Earth up through the feet, up through and around the legs, all around, several inches around the physical body, up 
through the trunk, up through the top of the head and out in a stream of cleansing, purifying energy. This is protective and it will help to prepare you to be a channel for the 12 blessings. And then once again, bring down the white light, down, out, and through you. And we'll, we'll practice, I think, actually, the first three blessings which we covered in the last program. And start this energy flowing, and then when we've, I'll lead that, and when we've completed that, then Chrissy would be kind enough to lead us in a prayer for the Iran earthquake situation and the victims there. So please join in in your mind and tune in with me as I lead you in the first three blessings and prayers. Blessed are they who work for peace. Almighty Father of all creation, let your light flow through this world now. Let it shine into the hearts and minds of men now, so that all may look within and see the glory of thine everlasting being. O Spirit of spirits, let your love flow through the hearts and minds of man now, so that he may look within and see the great and wondrous glory of his divine heritage. Blessed are the wise ones, for they walk through a dark and ignorant world Spreading their light. So endeth the second blessing. Blessed are they who love, for they are the disciples of God. Almighty God, who is the creator of all things, we pray that your light may shine through us all so that we may transmit this unto the world. O wondrous God, we humbly beseech thee that we may be an instrument for thy peace, that the love from your great heart may flow through us now at this very moment to all who are suffering in the earthquake that has occurred in Iran, today. May your wondrous power flow like the stream of love that it is, so that those who have passed on may be helped and guided in their passage, so that those who are wounded or suffering may be helped, healed, strengthened, and inspired. And may this great light flow now to all the rescue workers and medics who are helping in this situation, may thy great help flow from around the world at this time. O great and merciful Father, may thy infinite light fill these ones now so that they may be at peace, so that they may be made strong, and that despite the suffering at this time, they may feel comforted by thy presence. We thank thee, O great God, for listening to our prayer, may love prevail upon our world. May your eternal will be done. Allow the power to continue to flow in a great living stream of love for a few moments. is done now if you would pass your palms across each other just once in a sweeping movement that is the sealing mudra s-e-a-l-i-n-g sealing mudra and that completes this practice and stops the flow of energy until you wish to pray or heal again so thank you all very much, those of you who joined in with us on that. And you can see how simple this is, in, in essence, for the simplest things are really are the greatest, are they not? 
Enlightenment, in fact, is simplicity. Yeah. Uh Well, Chrissy, I think we'd better crack on, hadn't we, and continue with our blessings. We've done the first three. We need to go to the fourth blessing now. Absolutely. Yes, great idea. We uh, still have eight to cover. Uh, There's just so much to say about each one. So, Richard, would you like to start by talking about the, the fourth blessing? I'd be honoured to do that. The fourth one, I would like to say this actually to some listeners who are new to the Twelve Blessings, that the Twelve Blessings is is full of peace and it's full of love and the very essence of love and peace is contained in it. And this in itself can be quite a blissful thing when you really start to practice it. But also there is some sadness in the Twelve Blessings. It's not all happy reading. And some, there is a, another key theme in the Twelve Blessings, which is the theme of sacrifice. Not a theme that's very popular in the mind-body-spirit movement on the whole, or gets pushed. You don't hear, you know, come to my workshop and learn to sacrifice. I don't think you'd sell too many tickets, for, possibly. But it is and always has been essential on the spiritual path at some level. It's one of the elements. And we do learn, and the fourth blessing is a real example of this, about tremendous sacrifice and tremendous suffering. And uh, it's perfectly acceptable, in fact it's appropriate, to be moved by this and, and, and touched by it. So the fourth, we're not people who say, you know, you've got to look through rose-tinted glasses at all at the world. We want to face things exactly as they are. And the Master Jesus in the fourth blessing really does this. And there's a good reason why uh, he does this, because he himself has experienced exactly what he is talking about. And in the most gruesome way, I mean, the life of, of the Master Jesus, the physical life, of that period on earth is not a glorious uh, it's a glorious achievement but it's certainly a stain on humanity that a being like this should suffer in the way that he suffered and and contrary to some churches who seem to almost glorify in the crucifixion and call it the passion and so on in fact it was it's a dreadful dreadful thing and all the planetary ones of which of course the master jesus is one others would be the lord buddha shri krishna Laotse, Confucius, Sri Patanjali, Sri Ramakrishna, Sri Sankacharya, and and many others, and one I particularly wish to name, Dr. George King. I say many, uh, relatively. Uh, in fact, there are, there, it's a small number, really. But of course, there are others that we don't even know about. Perhaps one of the greatest ever uh, to come is one called the Lord Babaji a very misunderstood and very elevated being who hopefully in a future program we'll have more time to focus on when we when we cover the ascended masters of our world. He's even beyond the level of an ascended master, considerably beyond that, actually. Now, these planetary ones have come here, and in this blessing, we're sending energy to them. And this is something we really need to do. I mean, it's the least we can do. I, I, actually, over here in... Um, in England, we, we have a holy mountain called Holston Down. And uh, if you're ever over here, or indeed if you come from England and you haven't been before with us, we do pilgrimages there. We're doing one in July this year. But on the 50th anniversary of the Twelve Blessings, we actually went up. Um, it, was, it was also the 50th anniversary of the charging of a particular mountain, actually, is what we were really celebrating, namely Holston Down. And we went up that mountain and we did a particular service in which we sent energy, love, spiritual power as best we could from this holy spot to the planetary ones, to beings from other planets who'd visited us here and indeed those who've helped us here. And that weekend, and this is a factually um, provable, turned out to be described as the biggest spate of UFO sightings this country had ever had over a weekend. Uh, In fact, um, it's a little sign that if we take one step towards them, they will take at least two towards us. And it was uh, very interesting because these sightings started within hours of us, uh, I think even less than hours of us starting to do this. These are beings, the planetary ones, as referred to here, who've come to our world taken on physical earth bodies, uh, taken the karma that goes with that in order to help us. This is what a cosmic avatar really is. Uh, And as one of those people, as Chrissy is, who knew Dr. George King uh, well, uh, then one could see this at close quarters. And the Master Jesus starts 
the actual blessing like this. Blessed are the planetary ones who have at this time sacrificed peace, sacrificed friendship, sacrificed their very salvation for you. These are words which, if we really take them in, they aren't going to make us feel good. They are not going to make us feel proud. They are disturbing, and there's a time for to be disturbed. As a matter of fact, there's a wonderful prayer by Sir Francis Drake, of all people, who actually, I say of all people, is now a very advanced master. Uh, but Sir Francis Drake, in this prayer, when he was uh, living in England in, in, the, in the 16th century, actually prayed to be disturbed. And I think this is something we sometimes need to allow us ourselves to do. Don't you, Chrissy? Oh, absolutely, because it's when we're disturbed that we tend to reach out for the higher things in life, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Reach for God, you know. It's essential. Like when we hear about these terrible tragedies in the world, as we do today, then the instinct, the the song within us that's bursting to sing, it, prayer, it, it, this takes this sort of thing takes place because it's, you know, and often, unfortunately, it often takes a disturbance for this to happen. Of course, it shouldn't, but it often does. Indeed. Well, we, we won't read every line because we're hoping that all Aetherius Radio Live listeners will, uh, if they don't already have one, be getting a copy of the Twelve Blessings if you possibly can. And this isn't a commercial plug, by the way, because we're non-profit making and nobody uh, gets any benefit at all from the sale of any of the books, actually, uh, published by the Aetherius Society at all. But... Um, let me just read you some lines from this fourth blessing and you'll, you'll see, I think, what we're talking about here and how tragic this is in a way. These are the ones who have left their homes, their spiritual homes, who have left their brothers, their spiritual brothers, in order to watch over you. These are the ones who day by day suffer the unspeakable hell of terrible aloneness in order to give you their hearts. These are the ones who suffer day by day, in a thousand psychological ways, so that the dark little earth may make its revolutions through evolution. Do you wish to comment on that, Chrissy? Well, it's, it's so so terribly sad, isn't it? I mean, it's, um, mm -hmm. it's beyond sad. It's um, We can just feel very grateful that one of the planetary ones, the Master Jesus, has given us this gift because at last we can begin to give our thanks uh, for the great mm -hmm. debt we have. Um, because let's mm -hmm. face it, we owe to each and every one of these ones who sacrifice so much on our behalf. And uh, so I think it's great to, to think about these things, but not to sort of dwell on the agony of it, but to raise our hands in prayer. And we have this... Indeed, because there's no point, I agree, in just dwelling on the agony. We have to face it and not hide yeah. from it and, and so on. But after that we have the opportunity to send energy back. And that's what these blessings allow us to do. And that, of course, is also balancing karma for, for, for humanity as a whole, because the whole world should be sending energy to the Master Jesus, Sri Krishna, the Lord Buddha, the great planetary ones who've come here. There's another point I actually would like to make, and I think we made it last time, is that as well as everything else, the Twelve Blessings is a work of great poetry, and you get these phrases in it which are beautifully worded, actually. Of course, Dr. King, being such an expert medium, he could get the exact words, not just a general thought that was being transmitted to him. And you have this phrase, for example, so that the dark little earth may make its revolutions through evolution. It's a beautiful, poetic phrase, I think you'll agree. Oh, absolutely. And a little bit later on, I, one of my favorite lines, too, is they walk unsung and silent through a dark world. They tarry here and the light does come. Mm. That's beautiful, too. Yeah, many, that is many, I mean, as you say, it's great poetry, 12 Blessings, as it well is. as everything else. Now, you know, I'm worried, Chrissy, about the wonderful Annette, because are we meant to be having some kind of a break at some juncture? Yes, we certainly are, and I wondered if we could sort of finish this blessing and perhaps have a break, and then... Um, okay, so we carry on. We don't have a, a strict time, then, when we have to hand over. No, I think Annette will sort of bear with us on that one. <laughs> We're oh, quite good. Okay. Well, here's another beautiful... Uh, that phrase you read is also beautiful, Chrissy, but here's another one. I ask you to remember these ones in your every prayer, 
For by their sacrifice you can gain wonderful experience, and this the greatest gift from man, or even God, to man. I think that is not just poetic, it's, it's one of the great aphorisms of all time. Experience, the greatest gift from man, or even God to man. And I think actually one could meditate on that. And strangely enough, uh, and that you and I, Chrissy, are both, I know, real lovers of Eastern wisdom and, and, and the yoga tradition and so on. And yet this is something which wasn't accepted or understood fully by some of that tradition. They, they almost shunned experience. Uh, they, they had a reason. They were pursuing their own unfoldment to gain enlightenment. But in the end, experience is the greatest gift from man or even God to man. Yes, as you say, that is a meditation in itself. Mm-hmm. And another thing I wanted to bring up about this particular blessing is the the courage, the absolute courage of, of these planetary ones who come mm. and they mix and mingle with people who are not only unaware of, of their stature, but who are alien to them, who are basic in thought, who don't understand them, who don't believe them, who very often oppose them. And mm. I think it, it just takes this great courage going against the grain all the time because they, their grain is the grain of God, you know, and our grain is the grain of doing whatever we want to do. So it's like totally different because they're here, of course, to change our consciousness, which they do. But the courage is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And they come here with a mission. Uh, they know what their mission is one way or another. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what it is. And they stick to it. And I must say that's something that I saw in Dr. King because, you know, in any organization you have good times and bad and difficult moments as well as wonderful moments. And he had a real trial. I mean, for one thing, he was surrounded by people who were dimwits compared to him. And I certainly include myself in that. And so he had this, he was really extremely patient considering uh, what he was dealing with. And he had these various trials. But one thing that I could see, beyond any doubt, working very closely with him um, and being one of his main advisors and, and, and even friends, was that no matter what happened, he was going to stick to what he was here to do. And if he'd had to do it alone, and thankfully he didn't have to do it alone, he didn't have a big following, but he had a following, but he would have done. He'd have done whatever it took, and he would have done what he was here to do. Yeah, like a spiritual juggernaut. (laughs) But uh, also, it's a wonderful... um lesson and a wonderful example for us is given in this blessing because this is the gold standard of spirituality Um, Mm -hmm. sacrifice as Richard said we don't like necessarily to hear that word but this is love in its highest aspect is sacrifice and this is the way if we really want to make a difference uh, this Mm -hmm. is something that we need to learn to understand to embrace and we have here um, the example of where we're going what we're going towards Mm mm-hmm all these That's blessings true. in themselves, aren't they? They're, they're initiations because they bring uh, they bring to this world a, a thought which is something which we've never thought of before. You know, they're initiations. They kind of change you, change the way you think if you allow it to. They certainly do, and we could easily spend the whole program on just one of these blessings and still yes. not, you know, get to the full depth and inner meanings of it. But I think we perhaps should now pass the baton to Annette, maybe. Uh, for her announcements. Very good idea. Thank you. Well, it is it is my pleasure to to join uh, to join in the program. This is Aetherius Radio Live live on the 16th day of April 2013. We are heard live on the third Tuesday of every month at this time, and most appreciate your kind attention and of course your participation in this program. We would like to remind you that there are 40 events scheduled so far in the 12 Blessing Campaign in Europe and Africa, details of which can be found at www.etherius.org backslash peace. And the next event in Barnsley will be a workshop from Inner Peace to World Peace that will be held on Saturday, May 11th, 1 to 5 p.m. And again, we kindly direct you to www.etherius.org backslash peace for more information. We then take you to the energy of power prayer, which you heard a little bit of an example earlier when Richard and Chrissy were leading us in thoughtful prayer. It will be a talk, a book signing, and a social time 
for the new book, the reissue of Power Prayer, be held on Friday, May 3rd, 7.30 p.m. by Love Offering at the Aetherius Temple, 311 North Campbell Road in Royal Oak, Michigan. And, of course, the authors of that fabulous book are Chrissy and Gary Blaze. If you'd like more information, uh, 248-588-0290. And for those in the Detroit metropolitan area, who are looking at their watches and seeing the time in approximately two hours at 3.30 p.m., Dave Caprero and Chrissy Blaze will be giving a lecture at the Wayne State University campus. And if I'm not mistaken, Chrissy, that is the downtown campus? Yes, it is. It's the Bernath Auditorium, which I failed to tell you. <laughs> oh, that's that's just that's fine. It's not an issue. They can also contact Wayne State University and look into that further. But the topic of this lecture is peace or perish. And we do hope that if you are in the Detroit metropolitan area today on the 16th day of April 2013, you will look into listening to what Chrissy and Dave are going to be sharing because it is vital information. And as such, vital information is what Ethereus Radio Live is all about. And we return you to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Wonderful. Thank you. So, so Chrissy, we're now... Yes, well, we're on to the fifth blessing, and I, I, I was going to suggest that perhaps you lead us with that one, Chrissy. Okay, the fifth blessing, blessed are the thanksgivers. And leading in each of the blessings is the great master from the spiritual hierarchy of earth, the Saint Guling. And he says, in these days, few men on this world ever give thanks to the Devic realms for their tireless work on behalf of backward mankind. And the Devic realms, you may have heard of that term, the Devas, or the forces of nature, or the fairies, uh, angelic hosts, uh, many, many terms for it. But the Devic kingdom are very real, just as even more so perhaps than humanity is real. Um, what their, their role is to use the energy we give them to create conditions on this planet. So the, the more we can give our thanks to these ones and our love and our prayers, the more they can use this beautiful energy to create conditions of harmony and wonderful weather patterns and so forth. So this, this uh, blessed are the thanksgivers is something that's very, very important for us to have in our consciousness to practice on a regular basis. And um, Absolutely. Just beginning with this blessing, blessed are the thanksgivers, Master Jesus' words, for they turn great tides of energy and direct these towards their objectives. And when we offer our gratitude to the divas, to what we are doing in effect is turning tides of energy towards them. And interestingly, um, it also says, blessed are they who have expended enough energy themselves so that they may know of the existence of the divic kingdom. And knowing this, live in eternal thanks for its work. And I think this is very interesting. Who have expended enough energy. And, you know, you decide to be, um, to be a president. You expend energy. You decide to get lots of money. You expend energy. You want to be top of your career. You, you need to expend energy. And then we have those rare individuals, and hopefully not so rare, who are wise enough to see that the most important and lasting way to expend energy is actually in spiritual ways. And when we have enough, expended enough energy in this way, then we not only know of the Devic Kingdom, um, but we, are, we can give thanks and gratitude for its work. So I think that's a very interesting statement, as they all are. Very. Yeah, and thankfulness Anything is actually one of the things the Master Jesus does recommend, doesn't he? Make your brain live in everlasting thankfulness for experience, he says in another part of the Twelve Blessings. That really is a key, isn't it? And it's very mm -hmm. hard for us to do because, let's face it, when we like have something drastic happens to us, maybe we lose our job. Do we give thanks to God for that experience? If we, mm -hmm. um, when we finish a relationship, do we give thanks to God? And yet, realization that there is a plan for us, and uh, giving thanks for that experience too. Which, as you said before, it's when we're at these extreme times then we have these realizations quite often. But especially Indeed. this blessing to the, the thanksgivers is specifically for the divas because until now they have remained um, unknown to most of us. And yet now the, the 12 blessings are given to the whole world. So we all have this opportunity to be aware of this silent 
kingdom of workers, but also to give our thanks. And uh, this will make just this alone, this aspect of the 12 blessings can make a huge difference upon our world if we pra- when we practice them. Yeah, I mean, there's these, these beautiful, again, poetic phrases about the thanksgivers. They walk in oh. lonely silence upon the shores of many seas, sending out beams of their love to mighty Neptune and his hosts. They labor in a thousand fields and oft-times give thanks unto those who protect the fertility of their seed. They walk through a thousand woods, sending out rays of thought from their mind to those who dwell in man's invisibility therein. I mean, just beautiful phrases, I think anyone would agree. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely beautiful phrases. Um, you know, I think um, the a lot of people now believe in you know angels, and certainly in the early centuries of Christianity, um, angelic hosts and other mentions, mansions of being were, were accepted. But later on, I believe I'm correct, and you would know better than I do this, Richard, I believe that this teaching was regarded as heretical. And yet it, was, mm-hmm. it always has been very much a part of, of the mystical tradition of Christianity and mm-hmm. such an important one for, these, for the reasons absolutely. given in the Twelve Blessings. But yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And another, just later on, they, they build their empires, I love this, upon the rock of <laughs> balance. Yeah, that's so beautiful. This, this is absolutely beautiful. I think Richard and I... Yeah, that's we, a beautiful phrase. Love, beautiful phrase. And you know, I think... Yeah. Absolutely, and broadening out on, on, on the whole concept of thankfulness. I mean, thankfulness is a force, it's a power. I mean, if you're, it, it's a very powerful thing. For example, you can try this. If you say a prayer of thankfulness, you'll find the energy flows very quickly, if you really mean it. Now, it's not always easy to feel thankful about life. Mm. Uh, and in fact, when it's difficult, it's the most potent time to do it, because then you're mastering yourself. You're mastering your lower self. And, and if you, here's a phrase, for example. O children of earth, walk ye into the night and thank your God for it. Walk ye into the dawn and thank your God for it. Walk ye into the sunset and thank your God for it. And you will be helping the silent workers to preserve balance for you. And, I mean, it will also change your consciousness, just like humility is a very powerful force in prayer if you if you have a true feeling of humility not putting yourself down nothing like that but just seeing yourself in the true scheme of things and realizing what you are and knowing what you aren't and having a real humble approach to it uh, aware of your faults and so on this is a very powerful force and so is thankfulness you know if we if we go out of our way to try this to walk into the night and thank God for it, to walk into the dawn and thank God for it, and even walk when the weather is not good. There's one part where Martha Jesus says, walk in the rain with bared heads and bless those who shake the clouds, who stand in the flood and bless those who have sent it. You know, this is a, it, it, it could be taken metaphorically, but here the Master Jesus means it actually, literally, this is what we should do, and if we do, then it's going to change our consciousness, but more importantly, will make a tremendous difference and help for the divas. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, we tend to always complain about the weather, right? Oh, it's <laughs> raining today, and yet let's try and change that and give thanks for the the water, the rain, um, because after all, water is going to be a big problem on this planet. So yes, we absolutely should give thanks for all of these things. And um, allow, and instead of always thinking about the things that are wrong, and I think I'm not talking about everybody here, but there's a tendency to think about the things that are, are wrong instead of giving thanks for those things that are right. And um, this is a whole different way of thinking, and something that it would be wonderful for all of us to try. And I, I think the other thing. I'm Go sorry, on about your mum. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say. Just, I mean, my mum wasn't a saint by any means, but when she was very, very seriously ill near the end of her life, she would spend a lot of time thinking about how lucky she was. She would tell me that, and I could never really understand it in one way because she was so limited on oxygen and so forth. But she said, "No, no, I'm very fortunate, and I spend hours every day thinking about how lucky I'm compared to other people in the world." So it's mm-hmm. a different 
emphasis. And because of that gratitude which she developed, she became quite joyful and at peace in the last. It does phase bring of her you life. happiness and peace. Uh, it really does. Whereas if one's you know miserable and you do meet people who you think on the face of it materially at least have nothing to complain about at all, who are always complaining and aren't, and and they're not filled with joy. joy, There's various reasons for that as well, karmic ones. But thankfulness is an absolute key, for sure. And, of course, the other thing we, we should do, and this comes through as well in the fifth blessing, is take responsibility for the conditions. I mean, if the conditions are not good, if there is flood, if there is poor weather conditions, or whatever there may be, it's not because the divas are doing anything wrong. They can only act, as the Master Jesus says, with the tools that we, we give them. We're responsible for the energies, we as a whole, humanity as a whole, and that's all they can work with, and we should still be thankful for them, even in the flood or in any conditions, for doing that. Yeah, that's a very, very good point indeed. And, you know, sometimes we often, we don't know the results of our prayers, but one thing we definitely know, we don't know whether which person it's going to help, which person it's going to heal, but one thing we do know that we are, by praying, providing the divas with this beautiful energy for them to use. That's right. And every time that you do the 12 blessings in its entirety, you will be sending energy to the thanksgivers to empower them in their wonderful work of sending energy and thankfulness to the divas. So you're going to be helping the divas as well every time you do the 12 blessings, directly by sending this prayer. Yeah, wonderful point. <laughs> so should we move on to the, the next we'll blessing? We'll have to, we, we have to really, we'll otherwise have to. <laughs> we, we, we could just stay with, it, with one blessing. So we're on to the sixth, aren't we now, Chrissy? And th- I yes. think this is one that will be very familiar to listeners of Ethereus Radio Live and of Body, Mind, uh, Spirit Radio anyway. Uh, blessed are they who heal. And uh, the Master Jesus, well, it's very interesting what he has to say about this because, of course, in the Master Jesus when he was on earth, we have one of the greatest healers who's ever walked the earth. Fantastic, outstanding demonstrations of healing uh, that some of which are recorded in the Bible, of course. And, and here we have that particular master telling us and talking about healing. And it starts, Blessed are they who heal in these days of great pain and, sucre- and suffering. Oft times these ones sacrifice their own peace so that others may benefit. Thrice blessed are these ones for this holy sacrifice. So we have again this theme here of sacrifice. And the Master of Jesus is saying that people who give healing are people who have found peace. Uh, You can't sacrifice something you haven't found. They have, to some level anyway, found a peace within, but they're sacrificing this. Instead of using the energies, the natural energies that flow through them to develop themselves and to find greater levels of peace and bliss, no, they're sending it through them and passing it on to others. Absolutely, and it's very interesting that the Master Jesus in 1958 delivered this blessing because so many, I think, in the church believe that Jesus was the great healer, of course, um, but it's something he did, but not necessarily something that uh, they should be doing. And in fact, by Mm -hmm. saying that, he's, and of course, later on in the blessing, he explains that, but it's, uh, again, another great revolution in thought was being introduced into the world. It's been a massive change. I mean... I remember in 1976, that late, you know, years after this blessing was delivered, what, 18 years later, Dr. King published his book, which I strongly recommend to, to listeners, You Too Can Heal, and also The Magic of Healing, book I was privileged to write, contains the main uh, techniques in Dr. King's words that are in You Too Can Heal, so either of those two books would would give you this wonderful technique. But I remember when that book, You Too Can Heal, came out, um, I, I was just very new in the Ethereum Society, but I was at the age of 22, the press officer, uh, for some reason. And uh, I, I remember in the healing movement, and we went to many groups, I won't name them, they still exist today, big healing organizations that have been going for decades before this, they did not believe it. They said no. No, 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 you've either got it or you haven't. And that was as late as 1976. That's not even dealing with the church. That is healing groups, spiritualist groups, and so on. They didn't believe 
that anyone can heal. They believed you've either got the gift, you've either been given it by a guide or an angel or, or whatever, or you haven't. It's not something you can just go out and learn. Now, those very self-same groups are teaching healing. They're teaching that anyone can heal, which is great. Dr. King was delighted by that. Now you have, you know, Reiki healing and all the many other techniques which people are learning and practicing. But then it certainly wasn't done. And, of course, in America, in some states, it wasn't even legal. I don't know whether it even is now uh, in certain states or not. But uh, it's been a massive transformation, as you say, Chrissy, since 1958. And the church, too, very slowly, very slowly, but is starting, I believe, to do more healing and to believe that anyone can do this. You don't have to be a particular person. You have to have a, 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 a heart of love. You have to want to serve others. You have to really care about your patients, but the rest you can learn. Even Absolutely. that you can learn, actually, but the rest you can, the technique you can learn. Absolutely. I remember a friend of mine from King's College, Theological College at the time, he was a priest in, uh, he worked in hospice. And I would tell him about healing. This was in the 1970s, and he thought it was like work of the devil almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And about mm-hmm. oh, 20 years later, he tracked me down, and he phoned me up, and God bless him. He said, you know, you were right at the time, and now we are giving healing in the hospices. So I thought that was wonderful. Which is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, in this blessing, the sixth blessing, the Master Jesus makes some very, very definite statements about the church. He says this, It is indeed wrong of the so-called Christian church to turn the deaf ears of dogmatic limitation upon the feet of these ones, for these are the ones who will be instrumental in bringing the light of practice again into the Christian church. Even though some of them regard themselves not as Christians, yet by their very action they demonstrate more Christianity in one healing pass than their devout brothers do in all their surface prayers. It's, it's a very, very definite and very controversial statement there. Yeah, these are the days of action, uh, spiritual action, and uh, they're very, very controversial, but um, it, it's it's changing. Thing is, it has to change. And, and, of course, there you have a very interesting thought, really, that Christianity is not limited to a particular religion at all. You could be a Buddhist and be practicing a much more Christian life than than being a churchgoer, uh, and so on. And it's it's across it's an unlimited thing, which crosses all barriers. Um, and of course, let let's say that there are some wonderful priests and uh, you know people within the church, of course, in various churches who are doing great healing work, both uh, in in contact healing and over a distance. But there's a massive shift needs to take place. And the Master Jesus here is making a a prophecy, really, that it's the healers who will eventually uh, become the leaders of the church. Yeah, and I think that's a very important point that you make, that you don't have to be a Christian to lead lead this Christian life. Because for people who've just tuned into the show, the 12 blessings wasn't just given to, to Christian world. It was given to all of humanity and the Ethereum Society mm-hmm. are custodians of it, but it wasn't given to the Ethereum Society as such, but we look after no. it, we take care of it. But it was given to the whole world, to all religions, to all religious thought. Well, that's very that's true. Very there, are, there are many people who practice the Twelve Blessings who aren't members of the Ethereum Society. You do not have to, to be a member, but you're welcome to you know, inquire about membership. Of course you are. We welcome that. But the 12 blessings, as Chrissy said, is not limited to any particular type of faith or, or any particular dogma, because we try to avoid dogma anyway. Uh, this is something that anybody can practice, and many, many people do. Absolutely. Do we have time to move on to the seventh blessing? Probably not, Richard. What do you think? Um, well, what we've got, we've got five minutes, haven't we? And I don't think, is that going to do justice to the to the seventh blessing? No, I don't, I don't think, think it, it is, is actually. really. It's it's another very moving, extremely powerful one, and I really don't think we should rush it. And and, and they do deserve proper proper focus. Each one of these blessings. Um, in fact, 
the the um, sixth blessing, another very interesting statement, the blessed are they who heal, is made here by the Master Jesus. And he says this, I say unto you, man, he who in total disregard of universal suffering does search in these days for peace will find it not. For alas, ye are commanded even now as ye were yesterday to spread yourselves in sacrificial action throughout your suffering world. Now, let me be clear, he doesn't say here that you should not search for peace. He says that if you're in total disregard of universal suffering and you search for peace. So, in this day and age, it'll be completely fruitless doing what some of the yogis did in the past, for example, cutting themselves away from humanity, cutting themselves away from the sick and the suffering, and just concentrating upon their own development, because it won't work, the Master Jesus is telling us. We have to find peace, in order to give peace, but then we have to leave peace. You know, I, I said in my lecture recently, you know, real peace never leaves you, but you have to leave it. And that's a, a bit of a, that's something to really think about. But you have to, in this day and age, in order to find enlightenment, in order to really advance spiritually, be focused on the suffering of others and not just on your own development. The more you develop, of course, the more you can do for others. The more you develop yourself through yoga breathing, through mantra, through many practices, the better healer, the more powerful a healer you will become. So you have a sort of win-win situation. You're focusing on others and you're focusing on your own development all at the same time. Yes, that's an excellent point, because, of course, these blessings were given for this age, this Aquarian age in which we live, which is all about the brotherhood of man. Um, it's about a global consciousness. And um, this is why this shift, this change, and it's very important, another initiation, if you like, another new way of thinking about the world in this blessing. Yes, and the Martha Jesus makes a very moving statement at the end of this blessing. He says, I am Jesus, who stepped upon this world to bring the way to God through love and service. I now bless those who give service to me, to their brothers, and to God in this way. Thrice blessed are the healers, for they will bring light into my church, for they are the ones who, when the time is ripe, will lead my church. Mm, that's I think that's something uh, to really think about, isn't it? And to end with, perhaps, and, um, you know, I think if if you decide one thing today from this program, if you're not already a healer, become a healer. Don't don't wait for some great vision or somebody to something to happen or just decide, yes, I can do this. You can do this. Go out and become a healer. You'll help others and you can't fail to help yourself when you do this. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, message to close with. This is the day when, of course, we are all healers, but learn that technique. We have a wonderful technique in the Assyria Society, which you can learn in one day. And it really yes. does work. Richard and I have used it for many years, and it really yeah. does work. So whatever technique you learn, just do it, as Richard said. I think that's and, a great and then message. We have many people who take this technique. We were giving a class on uh, some of our instructors yesterday to 25 people, none of whom are members of the Ethereum Society. You know, anybody can learn to do this, uh, practice healing, go out and do it, and it will change your life because you'll be able to really help others. And You, know, you might think, well, I can't really do this, but give it a try and you'll be amazed what you can do. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a wonderful note to finish on, Richard. So let's um, thank you so much and let's hand over to Annette for the closing announcement, shall we? And thank, and thank you, you and thank you, Annette. Oh, you're both so welcome. It's, it's fantastic and it's going to be wonderful continuing on next month with Ethereum Radio Live with the 12 Blessings. So we do invite everybody back for that show, which is heard live on the third Tuesday of every month at this time. So thank you so much for your kind attention. We direct you to www.ethereus.org backslash peace for information on an upcoming workshop in Barnsley. It is titled Inner Peace to World Peace. That will be held Saturday, May 11th, 1 to 5 p.m. And that same website will guide and direct you towards the other events that are scheduled around the 12 Blessings Campaign throughout Europe and Africa. 
Again, this afternoon, which is the 16th day of April, Dave Caprera and Chrissy Blaze will be giving a lecture at the downtown campus of Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan, titled Peace or Parish. That is 3.30 this afternoon. And on Friday, May 3rd, May 3rd rather, 7.30 p.m. at the Ethereus Temple in Royal Oak, Michigan, 311 North Campbell Road, Gary and Chrissy Blaze will be reintroducing their newly republished book, Power Prayer. They'll do a talk, a book signing, and there'll be a social time. It's by Love Offering, and you can always contact the Ethereus Society in Royal Oak, Michigan by calling 248-588-0290. And for all information regarding the Ethereus Society, www.ethereus.org. Thank you so much for being a part of Ethereus Radio Live here on April 16th, 2013.